0: And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast! And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host...
1: the show Uh, this is your host Joe Gunderson and uh, Matt Hoffman Uh, hello hey it's a week the first full week of spring training is done as far as exhibition games go Uh, and uh, there's some things of note I would say wouldn't you Yeah.
0: yeah it's actually been you know there's been some interesting you know, some, some good things that we've seen so far in, uh, spring training and we've also had some lumps injuries and whether it's injuries or players not performing. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we can, uh, run through the, uh, injuries since we were, you and I were just discussing, um, that way we don't forget. Um, so, there's a minor injury to the to third baseman, uh, Jose Miranda. Enough, though, that he's not going to play in the World Baseball Classic. That starts this tomorrow, I guess. Um, he was slated to play for his home country, Puerto Rico. But he's backed out because he's got a sore throwing shoulder. Um, so, he can't, he can't play third base right now. Um, but he can still hit. And uh, we'll get to uh, the fact that that has not hindered his hitting um, at all. Um, that's the minor thing. Uh, more seriously, um, Gilberto Celestino, uh, who played a a lot last year uh, for the for the big league team, and is probably slated to begin uh, in AAA this year. Um, Unfortunately, he's going to have a delayed start to his season because he suffered a ruptured UCL in his left thumb, which I did not know was a thing. Um, You only hear about a UCL in a person's elbow, but um, apparently they're all over over your body. Um, And so he's going to have surgery if he hasn't already, and they say it's going to be a six-to-eight-week recovery time for that. And then on was it, Saturday afternoon, uh, uh, utility guy Nick Gordon uh, fell down during a play <clears throat> and uh, sprained his ankle. And uh, he's day-to-day. I haven't heard anything as far as uh, any update as far as um, – you know, a timetable when we'll see him again. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then lastly, uh, uh, prospect, uh, um, hmm, Martin,
0: uh, shoot. Austin what's his Martin. Name? Austin Martin. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he got injured as well. He, uh, strained his UCL in his elbow in, in his throwing elbow. And, uh, Um, he's being he'll be evaluated whether he needs surgery and that would if he does that would be tommy john surgery which would probably end his season before it gets started or at least severely delay it. he wouldn't need as much time to recover from that as a pitcher would but still it'd be a lengthy process uh a few it's rare but um Obviously, position players do have that happen to them every now and then. Um, you just don't hear about it because it doesn't happen as often as it does to pitchers. So, um, so yeah, so they haven't gone unscathed, unfortunately. Um, thankfully, uh, I guess the only one to worry about as far as immediate big league impact is probably Nick Gordon.
0: Yeah. You know, Nick Gordon, I mean, that's, it's, you know, depending on how he turns out, you know, after this high spur ankle sprain, which they say high ankle sprains are a lot tougher than just a regular ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that is a huge, huge contributor, you know, no matter, you know, with his bat and, you know, and the fact, you know, in his glove too, a little bit, you know, you know, being that he can play a lot of places in the infield and he can play outfield. Yeah. So I know that, you know, hopefully everything turns out fine with him and, you know, this is just, you know, just one little hiccup, Um, you know, and as far as Miranda, you know, not throwing right now, I mean, yeah, he's doing some damage with his bat, but you know, You'd like to hope that once opening day comes, he's ready to go because if you know if we are just relying on his bat, I mean, you know what what's our next option at third base?
1: right, that's
0: true. I mean they do
1: have they do have some guys who can play over there and you know they have I think Nick Gordon has a little bit of time over there. Kyle farmer has played over there. Solano Tom Solano. Um, so there's options, but of course, not as good as uh, if Miranda would be over there, which is obviously what they want. Um, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see just how long that uh, that shoulder is an issue for him. Um, they don't sound too overly concerned, they just, um, but they're. Obviously, glad that he and maybe they told him, maybe they told him he can't go to the
0: WBC. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, And I know some of these players, you know, they some teams, you know, tell them, Hey, we don't want you going over there. But there are some that say, Hey, yeah, you know, go over there and play in this. I think, you know, that's a, you know, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime thing for some of these guys. And, you know, like I said, others, they just don't want them to risk it so
1: yeah and he he's not alone as far as twins players to pull out um earlier before, before spring training even started carlos correa it and announced he wasn't gonna go play uh because his wife
0: is um has she given birth yet? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. I think she's expecting here, I think, real soon, so. So, he decided to stay close to Florida, um,
1: when so he doesn't miss that, because um, I think he'd be in Arizona if he would have played, right? Uh, maybe somewhere else in Florida, maybe. I don't know, but... Uh, he would have had to leave that, leave that team. If, if the birth were to happen during spring training, um, which is is expected to, um, so he backed out. Um, and I think, but there are, are a few twins that are playing, uh, but I don't, didn't compile a list of all those guys that are, have decided they are going to play. The only one that I can think of that, that, uh, I think he's still planning to go is uh, Emilio Pagan, which that's fine. Then we don't have to watch him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did I say that out loud? Um, oh, I think the whole town heard you.
1: <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, he was, yeah, if we want to talk about on-field performance, uh Emilio was up to his old tricks in his first outing uh, this spring. Uh, I have here that he gave up a few runs, uh, three runs in
0: his one inning work on Saturday. Um, So, um, and it sounded like it was the same pitch that got him all last year. I believe it was his curveball, correct? Or is it his or some type of breaking ball?
1: yeah I think he hangs a curveball doesn't
0: he exactly I'm pretty sure that's what it was last year that gave him problems and i mean, it obviously it hasn't changed too much
1: yeah you know i mean he's he's definitely you know he throws hard enough he i think his is just his problem is just not he's just not doesn't locate it where he wants it or where where it's planned to go, and, and uh, ends up in the hitter's happy zone, unfortunately.
0: Exactly, um, and it always seems like there's always, what, two or three guys on base every time he does it. That too. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's true, unfortunately. So, of course, they're still hoping he figures that out. or, um, And uh, otherwise, I don't know if there's any... I mean, they just signed him to an extension, didn't they? So he's gonna be around, and uh, whether we like it or not, um, he but he's he's not really uh, playing for a place on the team. He's just what his role will be, whether it will be as a uh, important part of the bullpen or as a mop-up guy. Is basically what he's what he's trying to. Prove uh, this spring, uh, I think. Um, so, and let's see here. Um, some things of note: uh, Bailey Ober had his first outing this year, uh, this spring, uh, and it went went really well. He pitched. He uh, pitched one inning, and all three of the outs he got were were strikeouts. Um, he did give up a hit, so it's not technically striking out the side, but uh, but uh, strong start, anyway.
0: Yeah, very strong start, and, you know, it's also one of them things where we, we pretty much know in the back of our mind that he is not going to be probably in the starting ro- starting five rotation, but, you know, it's it's something though. He's definitely, you know, he's definitely going to be down in St. Paul. And, and if something happens, whether it's Malley or any other injuries, you know, it's good to know that he's backed up to speed and he can, uh, come back in and fill out or fill in for anybody. He could also, you know, they may, you know, I don't know they
1: if they've said they won't do it, but they, it's possible. He could be maybe like a long man out of the bullpen. Um, or if they, for some reason, did decide they want to go with a six man six man rotation, then he would make the team out of spring training. But otherwise, yeah, he he'd be in AAA probably as the guy who would be in AAA, um, to, uh, barring any injury during spring training to the guys that that are uh, that we know will make the starting staff. Um, one of those guys that. Uh, is fighting to make an impression and stay in the organization is, uh, Aaron Sanchez is a veteran right-hander. Unfortunately, he's not making a very good impression early in camp. Uh, in the last, his two outings, uh, so far, he's given up a total of five runs in over three innings. Um, that's over two outings. Um, uh, First one, he gave up three runs in one inning, and then um, on Sunday he pitched two innings and gave up a couple couple runs. So, unfortunately, not a not not a good start for him. And he's one of those guys that, um, you know, he's basically organizational depth. Um, so if he wants a job, he's uh, with the Twins. He's going to have to improve. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And like I said, he filled in last year, you know, when the twins pitching staff was really depleted and, you know, he he would go out and have, you know, one good game. And then, you know, then he'd all of a sudden, you know, go a step back and just have a terrible game, but that's kind of been his MO, you know, for the last few seasons that, you know, he's just a, he's just a triple a guy who can, you know hey you need me to come up for a game or you know maybe fill have filling for a couple starts i mean you know he's not going to set the world on fire for you but i mean he'll he'll keep one, you stable at least for a little bit at one
1: time though he was you know he was good he was he's the guy who's uh um was a very good starter for the Toronto Blue Jays but he's been beset by a lot of injuries in his career, which kind of derailed it and uh, uh, has him at the point where he's fighting for a job anywhere he goes. Um, See here, I have a note here, Willie Castro, veteran uh, infielder from the Tigers. Now he's with the Twins. Um, He's... He's uh showing a little bit of a bat, of a bat this uh, spring so far he hit a three run homer on Tuesday um and uh and uh also Edward Julian uh hit two home runs on Tuesday um unfortunately though I think he on Sunday I think he kind of had a rough day defensively if I remember right um or recently, I think he made a couple errors um but uh i think he might he's kind of a guy who i don't think they know exactly what position he they want him to to be at
0: exactly and you know ed julian he's like i said he's one of our i he's still considered a prospect so yeah he's um, like
1: 21 so
0: exactly and um yeah, they've had him at second base a little bit. I know, you know, the a lot of Twins people are talking, you know, about poss- him possibly playing a little first base when he does come up to the MLB. Um, and then Willie Castro, I mean, that's, you know, he's yeah doing a little bit with his bat, and he's kind of one of them guys, you know, between him and Solano. I mean, if if any of those guys you know, which one of those guys are going to make that 26 man roster, you know, you know, depending on Gordon, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes, you know, the rest of spring right. training with these guys, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, if Gordon's not ready to go by opening day, I mean, who, who's going to get that spot?
1: Yeah. Then they might both make it. Um, whereas I think if Gordon's fine, uh, and Willie Castro probably is the odd man out just because he's a left-handed hitter and as is Gordon so they wouldn't need that um, like they would, um, like they might if Gordon's not ready to go um, and then uh, then it'll be up to Willie I guess if he wants to stay with the twins uh, or I don't does he if he has an opt out or not. He Uh,
0: actually has one option left right now. Uh, Willie Castro does, but I am pretty sure Solan. Well, obviously Solano does not have any options because of the fact that he signed a major league uh, contract. So yeah, you're right. Willie, I think Willie Castro would be the odd man out. I mean, because you could still, you know, with him using that extra option, he obviously could stay with Triple A St. Paul. Or could
1: he could he opt out of his contract and go to another team?
0: I, I don't know, know if that's a thing with his contract. See now with that part, I am not a hundred percent certain I would have to look at details on that, but I mean, I would think so that, hey, you know if he wants to get released, he can he can get released. So but we'll see what happens there.
1: Then um, you filled me on on, uh, speaking of, uh, injured, injured player, I guess we didn't mention, um, you filled me in just a second ago, uh, that twins made a move on, uh, Jordan Belazovit. Um, and he's been optioned down to the, down to triple a already. That is correct. Okay. Kind of an odd thing. They usually don't, uh, make moves like that this early in camp, but, um, he is not physically able to pitch the way it is, uh, with his, uh, jaw broken and his mouth wired shut at the moment. Uh, so I guess they decided, you know, he's not, wasn't a strong candidate to make the big league team anyway, whether he was healthy or not. And, uh, so they just made this move, um, and I believe you said it was Friday. That, that is correct. So, um, so uh, oh, and then I guess there was another injury that I missed too that I don't know if it's uh, a big deal or not, but Trevor Larnick, I guess, reported that he has some soreness in his lower half of his body. Um I haven't heard if he's going to miss any time. I think he missed a a, a game that he was supposed to play. Um be due to it, but I don't know. How, I haven't heard if it's going to be significant or not. Um, I would guess if it was, we would have heard.
0: Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, lower, you know, lower soreness could be in anything. Could be calves, could be hamstrings, I mean, which, you know, yeah, that stuff takes a while to you know to recover sometimes but yeah um yeah that's i mean hopefully it's not a big setback because he's also another guy who could possibly you know make the 26 man roster you know i I think he's a little ways away now you know with obviously with solano and you know and making the argument with uh willie castro like we did earlier um you know, he would basically be a little bit of a outfield role or a DH role is what he mainly would be with the 26 man roster. But, and you know, if he not, you be know, a backup. Exactly. I think they would
1: just as soon send him to AAA where he's going to play every day. Um, you know, that's, you know, if, at this point, I think that's, what's going to happen there.
0: Um, yeah, but, with you know, and we mentioned that a few weeks ago with the signing of Solano, that you know his the chances of him became a little slimmer, you know, of him making that twenty making the twenty six man roster. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Him and uh, Matt Wallner as well. Uh, probably. We're not. Excited when that signing went down. (laughs) Um, So, uh, let's see. What else did I see here? Uh, Speaking of Carlos Correa, like we did earlier, he did play his first couple of games this spring, this weekend. Uh, Got an infield hit in his first at bat. I don't know if you saw the funny thing with his first at bat uh, where he he isn't programmed with in his head the with that uh, pitch clock yet uh he almost he almost violate got a violation called on him but then he caught himself um hmm. and uh, got back in the box he was going he was starting a, whatever his old routine was and uh wandering out of the box and then went oh
0: geez that's right I'm time now so <laughs> Yeah, that it's been, it's been interesting to watch a lot of these guys who, you know, they have these longer routines of whether you're a batter or a pitcher that you have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta shorten that up because obviously it's going to cost you whether it's a ball or a strike, depending on if you're the batter, or the pitcher. And yeah. And that's what, you know, spring training's about. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, not only getting yourself ready for the season, but also all these rule changes that we have, you know, it's good to, you know, knock some, you know, cobwebs out and, you know, and, you know, get yeah. used to these new rules and, you know, and just kind of learn, learn as you go. So. Yeah, exactly. That's, that is, it's better. They happen
1: now if they're gonna, if, you know, and I think there was a couple times that it happened to, uh, the twins uh, again this weekend where uh, there was some violations of the rule of the rules. Um, so uh, I think, I don't you know. Nothing like what happened with Boston where the game ended uh, on one. Exactly. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, but...
0: that was different. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, you know, and obviously in a normal game, it would have been extra innings, but, it was kind of comical to see the ending of that game like that, you know, and uh, and I, I still think the batter's uh, facial expressions at the umpire was pretty priceless.
1: It does bring up, like, you know, will this month-long uh, be enough for guys to get used to these and what, you know, what will happen During the regular season will be interesting, you know, we'll be be seeing a lot of uh, confrontations with umpires about how these are being enforced.
0: Yeah, and, you you know, and some of this stuff, you know, I'd like, uh, it's hard to say because as an umpire myself, you know, there are things that, you know, player you make calls on and players will think "Oh, that's being ticky tacky you know but i mean this pitch clock thing i mean it it's it's right now is the time to get it all out of our system and you know that way it's all said you know we know what we have to do by time you know the season starts and yeah there's going to be some situations that come up that you know, hopefully don't determine, you know, make a, you know, a win or a loss for a team, you know, or, you know, change, you know, change the outcome of a game. But I just, you know, I think most of it will kind of settle down once the season gets started because we kind of know what to expect.
1: Yeah. I, you know, hopefully it won't, uh, be too big of an issue. Uh, I'm sure there will still be moments, but, um, so I, I think we, I asked you this last last week. Uh, I don't know if your feelings on it have changed at all, whether you like the uh, the new rules at all.
0: Um, they're the pitch clock thing. Like I said, I'm still kind of getting used to it and how it mm-hmm. you know it works. I mean I, I mean, I know how it works, but I mean, it's it's yeah. just I'm still getting used to it. The bigger base thing, that doesn't bother me at all.
1: And, I haven't even all. really noticed that that come into play yet uh, myself.
0: But. No, no. It just looks like a bigger pizza box on TV. So Yeah, I love that.
1: <laughs> what was it, Alex Cora that said that? Exactly. That Sox <laughs> manager called it looks like a giant pizza box. <laughs> and, you know, he's not wrong. No, he's not. <laughs> they are they are they are bigger Um, but yeah I I guess I think I'm gonna like that uh, game flows better I mean I've seen you know every now and then uh, when I'm surfing YouTube I'll stumble across old games you know and uh, just Watching them for a little bit, you just don't you don't really realize just how things have changed, and uh, as far as guys, you know, have slowed this game down um, with their routines and all the hitting changes and stepping out and all this stuff. um, You know, the way it used to be was a lot quicker. Um, even though these, there was no pitch clocks or anything. They just they played at a quicker pace, and uh, so if the players weren't going to do it themselves, unfortunately, uh, I think this was these things were needed to keep things moving. So we don't, especially you know, um, and so for me anyway, I kind of like it uh, that the pace is quicker. Um, and, um, it'll be nice, especially during like a Red Sox Yankees game
0: that those won't take five hours. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, (laughs) I also heard somebody meant, you know, talking about the same thing, how, you know, back in the day that the game used to be a lot quicker, you know, with, with, without the pitch clock and all these rules that we have applied. And it's just amazing how over the, from then till, you know, last year that, It just, how it, you know, the player, it's just, or I shouldn't say the players, but just how it all in general just, you know, changed. The game changed. Yeah. It just,
1: yeah, it just has gotten noticeably, you know, and it it happened over time, so we didn't, you know, we didn't notice it uh, happening, I don't think, uh, um, but when you compare the two eras, you do see, wow, things were, (laughs) you know, um, for the most part, uh, average time of game has, has increased uh, over the, over the years. Um, So uh, back, back to things here. Um, Oh, yes. uh, Tyler Malley made his, Spring debuts, pitched a scoreless inning in his debut. Uh, Looked good. Uh, Sounds like his velocity uh, is strong, Um, which is good. Sounds like pretty much every Twins pitcher is throwing as hard as they normally would, which is odd this early in camp. You know, usually players need time to ramp up their arms, but... uh, Sounds like we're hearing all the twin pitchers are throwing about as hard as they, they normally would already.
0: Yeah, usually, like I said, you know, or like you mentioned, you know, they don't really want to throw. They probably throw you know, like three-fourths of what they can do, you know, at least for the first few weeks of, you know, of the uh, spring training. And then, obviously, they, you know, once their innings ramp up, they you know they'll they're pitch you know they'll throw more you know they'll throw quicker and you know throw more you know off speed stuff you know kind of get get the work in more but uh you know out of all that no it's good to see that Mally is actually so far so good. He isn't you know that he's not had any issues and you know I mean I know it's only what he pitched what one inning you said? Yeah. You know yeah. So, hopefully, we don't have to worry about him having any muscle tiredness, you know, or arm tiredness
1: right, going no. into the
0: season. Right.
1: That's the big thing to see. Nice to see that his velocity is higher than it was when he got to the Twins. Um, and I guess more, more what they expected when they got him is where it's at right now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Um, What else did I... Oh yeah, we already talked about Pagan's bad day. Uh, um, Your guy, Dennis Santana, had a rough outing (laughs) again. Uh, Or a rough couple outings, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm definitely eating some some crow on that one.
1: Well, it's early, you know. It might be just a location issue. Um, He's got... He's got several weeks to correct that, um, and uh, but uh, definitely hasn't started. He started. Yeah, still. Um,
0: and I still, I I'm still a better, a bigger believer in him than I am with Trevor McGill. And I, yeah. I I'm right now you. I still project him to make the twenty, you know, make the bullpen, you know, unless they decide they want to go with. You know, a different direction of uh, of long relief with a guy like, uh, let's say, Cole Sands or uh, or, or like, like there was somebody like else Bailey Ober maybe throw possibly him out Bailey Ober or there was somebody else I was missing on that. But anyways, I mean, it's it's still early to tell. Maybe? Yeah, there you go, Winder. That's what I was thinking of. But you know, it's still early to tell yet. I mean, yeah. True. It's, you know, he's had, you know, hopefully he doesn't have too many more brutal outings like that. Um, yeah, no. no. but we'll see from, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. And speaking of, uh, uh, brutal outing, unfortunately Louie Varland had one. Um, he, he gave up, uh, down here that he gave up five runs in his spring debut. Uh, Three of those came before he got an out. Um, unfortunately, ball is seemingly flying around. Uh, he was facing the Braves, so that's a good lineup. Um, and they were, they had a lot of their starters in, so he uh, he paid for some mistakes.
0: Yeah, and you know those are probably some mistakes that can be easily corrected, or you know it's just I mean every every good pitcher. Decent pitcher has a bad outing and you know, right now I'm not too worried about it. So, and I don't think twins fans should be worried about it yet either. No, Um, if you know, if he's doing this on, you know, doing this, you know, his next start and another start after that, then I would maybe be a little worried, but I think he's fine right now. Yeah.
1: And again, he's, uh, he's probably, uh, expected to be in triple a to be anyway um so uh, but of course you want him to have a good spring um i guess i learned something about him that i didn't know uh, or that his brother's in uh, in uh may in uh with the milwaukee brewers i did not hmm. know he had a brother that was in pro ball hmm. and i guess uh I forgot the guy's the guy's name but uh but uh I guess he's a little older than Louie. So Louie has breaking rights that he made it to the majors first. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I didn't I thought that was interesting, I was watching his start and uh the you know, announcers talked about the fact that he's got a brother with the Milwaukee Brewers organization. So uh, I, if the twins had mentioned that I, I missed it. (laughs) So um,
0: I did not know that either. So,
1: so let's, I guess, move over to the hitting side a little more. A couple of guys are having great starts to spring training that uh, I think everybody's had their eyes fixed on Uh, Joey Gallo and Max Kepler are uh loving this no shift business, I think. Uh, although, uh, what team was it they were playing did find uh, a loophole when Gallo hit where they they moved their left f- left fielder to play the rover position on the right side, so there was no left really no left fielder against him, at least in one at bat. Um, and uh. So, I guess the rules are that only the infield shifts are limited, but outfielders can stand wherever they want to. Yeah, and
0: and I agree with that as it should be. I mean, you can't you can't put a, you know, a shift rule on outfielding because outfielders, you know, they Yeah, you just you just can't do it. I mean, but uh yeah, it's good to see that, you know, Kepler and Gallo have definitely so far and I'm sure like many left-handed hitters have taken advantage, you know, are, you know, showing improvement from probably the season before with, you know, with the band of the shift. I know I'm enjoying it and hopefully, you know, other fans are enjoying that watching this too.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, definitely happy for those guys. Uh, I, uh, I think, uh, uh was it Gallo I think he's hitting over five hundred and uh Kepler's like five for twelve this spring. Um Gallo went three for three in uh his latest game and Kepler hit a hit a home run in his last game. Uh and Gallo I think he's got a couple of home runs now already, so he almost like save it for when it counts, guys. yeah exactly but i'm glad you know but it's good to
0: see you know i mean hopefully it's i mean you know hopefully it's a little bit of you know of a view of what we're gonna see this coming season and um with you know with that being said um i was trying to find their what they're hitting exactly right now but i'm not seeing it right in front of me so (laughs) we'll move on from that okay yeah
1: I just know that they're they're doing rather well, and it's nice to see, you know, their first their first week or two of uh, this spring has gone well. A uh, couple of guys who haven't uh, made their uh, haven't played yet, and I don't know if, if, you, if you're concerned at all about either one of them. Uh, they haven't seen uh, Byron Buxton or Jorge Polanco out there yet. Um, Byron, I'm guessing it's just they figured they don't need to play him much. <laughs> so um, no,
0: yeah, I I'd so. say if if Byron gets any time, you know, playing in spring training, it would probably be in a DH role. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting him out in the outfield. I mean, we as as brittle and fragile as he already is, I mean, why do we want to, you know risk you know throwing him especially this early in spring training throwing him out there in center field you know with po- the possibility of you know him getting hurt and who knows you know being out for how long so I'm all right with that Um Polanco I would kind of like to see him a little bit um, just to see how that uh, it was ankle correct
1: yeah it's always that ankle like, yeah, that's last couple of years yeah
0: so. you know I kind of want to see what he can do with that ankle and I'm wondering maybe with Gordon hurt now that maybe we might see him just a little bit I mean
1: I'm sure we will it, Yeah, I mean, we're going to see them eventually You know, it's only been it's only been a, a week uh, I don't think it's time to panic or anything at all but it's just interesting, I think those are the only two guys who haven't seen action yet. Um, um, and like I said, I'm not really surprised Buxton hasn't I think they they know by now what what he feels he would need to get ready for the season um, and they don't they don't want to you know they don't want him getting hurt uh, in a game that doesn't matter. Um, you know, so uh, although I mean, I think he would—you uh, don't want to say—wouldn't play as hard, but he wouldn't uh, in a spring training game. He wouldn't play as hard. Uh, exactly. In a yeah. As he will when, in a, when it counts. And Rocco,
0: uh, yeah, Rocco wouldn't put him in them situations. So I mean, it, it's you know, if if it means him not seeing you know any time in spring training versus you know him playing I think he will
1: just to make sure his his bat is ready. Uh I think he'll have to at least do that.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I agree. So. I mean he's gonna have to play a little bit. Um like I said, I mean if, if he if he does play I'd rather just see him in a DH role. You know I mean if he's gotta play, you know, if we want him to if he get gotta play few Innings out in
1: center field, but yeah. I just think he's not gonna be he's not gonna be crashing in any walls.
0: No, well, so, I hope he doesn't crash in any walls, period, but he's not gonna you know, he's
1: gonna <laughs> let doubles be doubles. He's not he's not he's not you know trying to rob guys will wait till April I think. So um I I think he's learned that. <laughs> you I <know>. hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, he even doesn't you know, he even Knows sometimes when, when, when I think he's learning, uh, even in the regular season, you don't have to catch, you know,
0: not everything's catchable, but. <laughs> no, you know, and I, and I love his, I don't effort. care how packed you are, <laughs> exactly. And you know, I, I love the effort, but you know, the problem is, like, you know, if you're, if you're a guy who's meant to be in wrapped in bubble wrap. I mean, you can't be doing <laughs> that stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate because I'm—I don't know. I—I've heard the step, but I don't know exactly like of all the number of games he's missed. But it's uh, fairly certain he's missed more games than than uh, he's been available uh, out of the possible games that he could have played in. Exactly. Which, that's never good, because you can see the talent. Um, And it's unfortunately going to be something that's brought up anytime you bring up his name. Uh, So, uh, let's see, what else? Um, Did I... While I'm looking here, was there... Anything else you're seeing?
0: Well, we got some, and we're going to try and do this every week, you know, try to gather a little bit of league news. Um, I know it's oh, kind yeah. of slow right now with, you know, the World Baseball Classic going on. But like you said, you mentioned Justin Turner. Uh, he did take a pitch to the eye um, off uh, Detroit Tigers pitcher Matt Manning. Yeah, uh, he that was and that
1: happened. Um, yeah,
0: he was – And I got that he was taken to the hospital, and he is recovering from some soft tissue injury. Okay. And he is also being monitored for concussion, and they are going to go some further testing.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, I just saw the replay a few minutes before we started, and yeah,
0: scary. (laughs) Very scary. I It's always scary when
1: that stuff happens.
0: I, Um, you know, me, played a little bit of baseball. I've never, ever, I've been hit. I've been hitting a few, you know, my, you know, my legs and my arms and stuff, and maybe taking one in the, you know, maybe around my waist, but, or, you know, I've never, never, ever seen a guy take one. I've seen one person take one to an eye or to the face. And it was a, and it wasn't even the pitch that hit him. It was actually the ball went off the bat and went straight up into his face. Yeah that was a really odd deal and it, i if i remember right it busted his nose <laughs> ew yeah that, that was, was a terrible. high schooler uh, this was or... back when i played teener league so it would oh, uh, probably okay. been middle school so middle school okay Yeah. so oh yeah yeah that Teenage. was that was crazy so other than that i've never seen a a guy take a pitch to the face in person but yeah, yeah that's it sucks
1: <laughs> uh, yeah you know it's always Scary, of course. Um, And I guess it's apropos to mention it, uh, because today is actually the anniversary of uh, the greatest twin of all time's death. Um, Kirby Puckett died on this day, uh, I believe in 2005. Um, And uh, we all know that his career actually ended, ironically, for a guy who was never on the on the injured list, uh, uh, he his last career at bat ended with him getting hit in the face. So um, uh, anybody who tries to tell me that it's why his career ended, uh, I I will refute that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was. Glaucoma
1: has nothing to do with getting hit in the face. So
0: yeah, no, it happened. yeah that was that was a sad deal I mean with with Kirby passing I mean he yes he was he basically represented in that time he represented Minnesota Twins baseball and you know I
1: think on the
0: field off the field you know I know he had his problems you know at the end you know with you know, his personal life, but yeah. I mean, he was, he was still, he was, he was Kirby, you know, I mean, it's, he's just, he was a once in a, you know, he was a once in a lifetime kind of player and character and, you know, yeah. may his, may, may his memories live on. Yeah. I, I
1: just remember that. I'll never forget that being just shocked. Um, you know, first hearing that he had had a um, what was it, a stroke, and then uh, and then I think he lasted what I think two days after that, mm-hmm. and then passed away. Um, and he was forty-five years old, um, which I'm creeping up on. Uh, so makes you think if a, a former professional athlete can have a stroke that young why can't or, you know it could happen to anybody but Kirby unfortunately had let his uh, uh any idea of him keeping in shape let he let that go right after he quit baseball <laughs> you saw him after after he quit he uh
0: he grew uh yeah, he was definitely enjoying retirement. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was
1: probably what led to that. Um, I would guess. Um, if I had to guess that, and I think he had a family history of uh, of people in his family dying, young unfortunately. So so that could be also what contributed to that. Um, but yeah, he he is a complicated, unfortunately, You know, you don't, you know, during his playing career, he was, you know, revered. And uh, I don't know if anybody was liked better um, or respected more during his playing career uh, by pretty much any fan, um, whether you're a Twins fan or not. Um, You know, it only came to light after his playing career was over that, he wasn't the most perfect guy, unfortunately. Exactly. Uh Yeah. It it turns out he had a dark side, um, which it is too bad because, yeah, you know, I'm sure like many he was, I know he was my baseball hero growing up. Uh, You know, he would have been the first one I, I can remember watching, uh, you know. So uh so yeah, and uh still I think regarded as the best best player to ever wear a twins uniform still. Uh, although I mean some would argue that it's Harman Kilbrew, which is <laughs> <laughs>
0: a good argument. <laughs> I was gonna say I've never watched Harman Kilbrew play and I might say that's a good argument there. Him yeah. Or uh, him I mean, or Tony Oliva.
1: Yeah, Tony Oliva and Rod Carew definitely enter the the argument, but uh, um, I think just Kirby's all-around game. You know, Harmon definitely was, pro- was better at hitting homers than anybody who's ever worn a Twins uniform. Um, but, you know, he wasn't known for his defense, where Kirby was known for hitting and, and his fielding. Um, as Great at both. And uh, as a combo, um, like no other Twins player, I don't think, you know, um, had quite that level. You know, Tony Oliva and Rod Crew might have been better overall hitters, but they weren't known for their defense. Um, You know, so I think even they might agree that Kirby was probably a better all around player than them. you know but
0: anyway so all right um, and then just a couple more things around the league we had uh, Brad hand who yeah the twins you know there was some you know a little bit of talk that the twins the twins reached you know, out and uh, reached out to him correct and he signed a deal with the Rockies I believe I don't have any
1: I think it was uh, I
0: think he got a major league contract
1: with yep. an option for a second year okay. um and i think that's uh where the twins i don't think they went higher than a uh if they went higher than a minor league contract they were only offering a one-year contract at the most because uh hand has struggled a little bit the last few years mm. um um and uh they were willing to give him a shot, and um, it would have been one of those that people would have liked, I think, because he's a Minnesota native. Um, so, would have been neat, another neat story to bring a, a Minnesotan home, but didn't work out this time. And so yeah. he will, like you said, he's going to be in Colorado Rockies bullpen. Um, you know, if things go the way they're projected to go in Colorado, he's Probably gonna be a trade candidate later this this summer. Um, because things aren't expected the Rockies aren't expected to contend at all. No. They're not very good. They haven't they weren't very good last year and they really did nothing to improve the team. No uh, this
0: offseason. So And (laughs) And then the only other signing I have that's you know might be a little news to the AL Central would be uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. signed a contract with, I believe it's a minor league contract, but I could see him easily being on their 26-man roster. He signed with the Kansas City Royals.
1: Yeah, he's probably going to kind of replace what they lost when they they sent Michael A. Taylor over to the Twins. So uh, I would, you know, at this point, Jackie Bradley is a guy who can, He's, he's always been a, known for his defense, and he plays pretty much all three outfield positions. So, if nothing else, he's a, maybe a defensive replacement uh, guy
0: um, at this point, you know, because he doesn't hit much. No, he's never really been a hitter, you know, through – I mean, he may have had a year or two where he put up some decent numbers, but – no, yeah. he's always been one of them, you know, Michael A. Taylor type guys. You know, he's not good or his bad, but he's, you know, he's definitely a defensive guy. And, you know, like you mentioned, he put, can play all three positions in the outfield. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that.
1: Uh, it was, those was very interesting things to see. Other um, than that, uh, Twins had a day off today. Uh, they usually, I think, they get like, I think each team like gets a couple days off. Um, and uh, to today was the Twins' first off day of spring. Uh, they will resume play tomorrow, and some some players uh, from every team will be leaving their camps for the World Baseball Classic, which kicks off tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see some guys who probably wouldn't get as much playing time because the regulars need it uh, that are now going to get more because those big those regulars aren't going to be in camp uh, for many teams. So that's nice for them. And uh, uh, I don't know. do you watch the have you? i uh, been a WBC guy, like, watched it a lot. It's it's kind of hard when, you know, they spread it out through these countries, so they're on at odd times. You can't watch every game, so.
0: You know, I would, you know, watch a game here and there, you know, if it's obviously on and at a decent time. Um, as far as really, really following it, no. I mean, I'm going to try and do better this season, you know, of kind of following it, so. But no, eh, we'll see. Depends on what you know, who's playing, and what time it's on.
1: Yeah, because yeah, there's some of these. You know, they're gonna be overseas in Japan, and I believe you said Taiwan. Correct. And in uh, other places, um, and then there's there's games stateside to begin. Uh, so um, so those games uh, in the other countries are gonna start at times where. We, Uh, We can't really watch them live because they're going to be when we're asleep Um, or for some people uh, when they're at work, you know, if they work or not. Because I think we were talking before this and saw that uh, like the first game of the tournament starts at like 10 o'clock our uh, central time uh, tomorrow night. (laughs) You know, so. That's not gonna work out for an old guy like me that's about when I think I'm gonna go to bed <laughs> you know so exactly yeah so, uh, so yeah it's hard to watch all those games you know yeah we'll I'll pay attention to the scoreboard and who won and everything um, you know of course root for the USA because we should win the game that we invented. That is the way I always think of it. But I don't think we have won that th- this tournament yet.
0: So. No, I honestly I don't really know. I mean, because who won it last year? Was it?
1: Shoot, get...
0: I don't know why Puerto Rico is going through my head, but I don't think that's right either. Well, it's not every year. So that's the thing. It's
1: it's kind of on the Olympic timeline. It's like every four years. Yeah. Oh, what okay. happened? So it's hard for me to remember. I th- I think you might be right that it was Puerto Rico or the Dominican, one of the two. I that would be my first like. two guesses. Yeah, um, they're usually stacked with their lineups. Um, they usually get you get the guys that uh, you know they get you know they're gold mine for the major leagues. So a lot of those guys will represent their countries and they're proud too, which they should be. So. They get, therefore, get stacked lineups. Uh, not that the USA doesn't have a stacked lineup, but, you know, apparently it's not as, it hasn't been as good lately. But we'll see. Uh, thankfully, it's, uh, uh, doesn't mean a whole lot other than pride um, in your country. And, uh, you know, of course, Organizations just kind of probably pray the whole time that none of their guys get hurt doing this because they play a little harder for that than they would in a spring game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Except, especially if it's somebody that you know doesn't see a lot of playing time in the major leagues. You know, this is yeah. your chance to you know not only you know go out and prove go out and prove
1: something. Yeah, I think like guys will. There's even been times where guys. Uh, are retired, but they get themselves in shape just for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen that a couple times. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it's yeah. So that's an interesting plot twist to just bring. Uh, we're uh, 25 days away from opening day. Can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, basically, about uh, a little over. What would that be about three, four weeks? And, uh, uh, March 30th is opening day this year. And, uh, so things will just truck along here and we we'll, we're here to keep you informed as far as, uh, anything that goes on. Um, and, uh, as the camp develops, anything, uh, that, that goes on and changes. We will uh, we will do our best to keep keep that um, keep you informed of that, and I'll give our take on it. And um, uh, yeah, I think that's good for this week. Um, I think we covered everything that that uh, we had notes on.
0: Um, yeah, like I said, I think we caught, yeah, we caught up on everything that's happened, you know, in the last week and hopefully in the, maybe an episode or two, you know, before the season starts, we'll have a, our kind of very own prediction list of where we think teams will finish in the standings and we'll probably have our own prediction of way we think the twins roster will be on opening day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give that a little bit of more time
1: just because if, if I think both of us would probably be wrong if we, uh, we, uh, predicted it now. Cause. Oh yeah, you know,
0: definitely. It, I, there's, there's a few things that are injuries, few are, things that, yeah, injuries is a big thing. So that's why it's always better to do it the week. You know, yeah. we'll
1: do it the week before. Yeah. And, uh, by then the answers probably would may have already been provided, you know? So, yeah. So just hang in there listeners. Cause like you guys were anxious and uh, anticipating uh, baseball season really starting. Um, just got to get through this, this next three or four weeks here before, before it matters. So uh, if, uh, if you don't have anything else, Matt, I think we can wrap this up. I'm good. Uh, all right. Um, if uh, anybody, I guess I've never asked you this, um, uh, but if you want to, you can tell everybody uh, if you want to, where they can find you on social media.
0: And you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Md Hoffman61 at or at Md Hoffman61. <laughs> Almost read my email for some reason.
1: <laughs> oh if they want to no.
0: But uh <laughs> Well, if you email me, please be nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um so yeah, and uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at at Gone. Um, you can interact with the show Twitter account uh, at Twins Nation Pod, um, and uh, if if you want to, we'd love to hear anything you you want to chime in about. And uh, uh, you can find the podcast in, anywhere you find your podcasts, um, and tell anybody you want uh, about it if you like what you're hearing. And uh, we'll try to get better as we go here, work out any kinks we, we have, and uh, try to make this go as well as we can here. Uh, with that, uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.
0: Later. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation Podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation Podcast. On Twitter, we're at, at Twins Nation Pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.